everyone, it's Clandy here, coming at you with the solo queue, meaning that it's only gonna be me. You're stuck with me. But, wanna get through week 13, week 14 of the Fantasy Overwatch League season. Thank you for joining. Hi everyone, it's Clandy here, and only Clandy here with you this week. We apologize for only getting the one episode out, and I apologize that you're only stuck with me today. Trustful's had a crazy week. I've had a pretty crazy week myself. It's been tough for us to coordinate some time, so I'm coming at you today with a solo cue. So I want to talk about a few things from week 13 and also look forward to week 14, which is tomorrow. This podcast is being released on Friday, May 8th. And tomorrow, Friday, May 9th, we'll start week 14. So at the end, I will go into a few of those matchups, maybe a few players you want to look at for a start, maybe a few players that you don't. So I'm going to jump right in with some clicking heads. Clicking heads. Today, with a few clicking heads, I really want to focus on just a few of these different teams. I'm not going to hone in so much on just some certain players, but as I was looking through the point scores this weekend, I noticed a trend. That trend is a few teams were able to really produce for your fantasy squad this week. You know, teams like the Shanghai Dragons and teams like the New York Excelsior, for the most part, Teams like the Valiant, teams like the Dallas Fuel for the most part, and teams like the Atlanta Reign. Those teams all, they didn't all win, actually, because Atlanta and Valiant played each other in a 3-2 match, Valiant won on the reverse sweep. But both of those teams were able to put up respectable, high, really, fantasy numbers for you this week. I really want to focus today, though, on the Shanghai Dragons first. So the first thing you probably noticed when you were watching the Shanghai Dragons last week was that we didn't see Flutter at all. We didn't see Flutter even for a single minute. Instead, we saw Lip and Ding covering the DPS position for the entire match last week. Shanghai defeated the New York Excelsior 3-2, and that was their only match. They also pulled a reverse sweep. So they had five five games in their match, which always helps for your fantasy numbers, just having more time. But Lip put up 144.71 points, and Ding put up 126.22 points. That is good for the third and the fifth highest DPS scores on the week. So if you had either one of those Shanghai DPS on your on your roster active this week you got to be happy with it if you had fleta you're not happy because you know like i said he didn't see any time but those other two are guys that seem to be producing for you moving on to their tank line the shanghai dragons ran void and fearless void scored 138.27 points and fearless the main tank scored 96.88 Void was good for the number one tank spot this week, and Fearless was number 10. So two of them both cracked the top 10 in terms of tank scoring for this week. And you have to be happy, you have to be very happy if you got Void there. 138 points from from your tank, you'll take that every day of the week. And if you happen to have Fearless there, which is 
maybe more of a dark horse candidate for someone you might have played, you would also be pretty happy with, with number 10. Fearless actually outscored Hoppa right there. Fearless is number 10. Hoppa is number 11. So if you're getting that kind of production from your main tank, I, I think you got to be pretty happy with yourself, We're happy with your decision making there. Finally, the Shanghai Dragons ran Izayaki and Li Zhegong as their two supports this week. Izayaki, who has been scoring very well for these you know past few weeks, 130.32 points, and Li Zhegong, 111.01 points. Both of those guys crushing it. Izayaki, number five overall when it comes to supports on the week, and Li Zhegong, number 12. So, You'd be happy with both both of those guys. Li Zhegong, maybe you got some other tanks that you're against that are scoring more than him. But, you know, he's scoring more than some other guys that you might be against. He scored more than um, Kareev this week. Some say Kareev, some say Kareev. He scored more than FD God. He scored more than Crimzo. So some guys, you know, that, that are typically scored more than... Uh, Trustful Sky Aim God, he scored more than Funny Astro, he scored more than Moth. So there's a guy, he scored more than Shu. So there are some guys that he scored more than BB. I just keep naming off these guys. Um, he, he had a, they both had a good week. And overall, the, the point that I really want to make is that the Shanghai Dragons are firing on all cylinders right now. They swept Seoul last week and they, they, had enough fortitude to, to come back from a deficit against a strong New York Excelsior team this week in, a, in an excellent, excellent match. So if you have Shanghai Dragons players, I think you have to continue to play them. Um, they play two matches this week, once against Seoul and once against the Hungzhou Spark. And I fully expect Shanghai to come out on top of both of those. They're heavily favored in both of those. Many people have them at the very top of their power rankings uh, right now. And if any of those guys who I just named and or Fleta are on your waiver wire or are available for a trade where you can buy low, I say go for it because those guys are going to continue to produce. They are showing themselves as the, the cream of the crop when it comes to the Pacific division. And I would be pretty happy, feel pretty safe playing most of those players. So that's my first click and head, the Shanghai Dragons. The next one that I would like to go to are the Los Angeles Valiant. Now, Trustful, I was going to make Trustful talk about the Valiant here because they reverse swept the Atlanta Reign, and I, uh, I'm just kind of a jerk to him sometimes, so I like to rub his nose when, when he's really feeling down and out. That's what makes our dynamics so fantastic. But the Valiant, regardless of where Trustful's allegiances lie, had an excellent week. They, like I said earlier, reverse swept the Atlanta Reign. And most of their players also put up a really nice fantasy week. The only one who did not was Apply, who is the was the third DPS for them. So he didn't put in enough time, essentially, to, to put up these points. But I'm going to start with their DPS, Shaxx. On 193.17 points. Absolute monster week from Shaxx. And then KSP, who split time with Apply. So KSP, while not playing the entire match, still managed to put up 108.1 points. When I go and I look through all of those DPS scoring totals, Shaxx is far and away number one. Shaxx is 30 points above the next highest scoring DPS position. And he actually took home the number one spot on the whole week. So, Shaq's amazing week. If you had him, you played him, I bet you won. Unless you, you know, had a real tough time with some of your other positions. And 
KSP, even though he did not play the entire match, still scored as the number 11th DPS position. I know that I have KSP in the league that Trustful and I are in together, and I played him. And as I was watching, at the beginning, I noticed he wasn't in. I was great. I'm against Violet. I'm against Crimson. I'm against some heavy hitters here. And one of my heavy hitters is not in at all. He came in later, you know, relieved my anxiety, and then came out and put up enough points that actually helped me continue my uh, my winning streak. So I'm very, you know, from just a personal level, I'm happy with KSP. I imagine some people might have lost by a few points with KSP there, and you you might be kicking them saying, come on, just play a little bit more instead of apply. You don't need to split with apply. And you're probably right. But at the end of the day, KSP made something out of what initially looked like a bad situation. Moving on to the Valiant tank spots, we had Dreamer and we had McGravy. Dreamer, 131.11 fantasy points, and McGravy, 123.8 fantasy points. In terms of their other tanks, they scored right next to each other, and both of them are in the top five. Dreamer was number three, only behind Void and Fury, and McGravy was right there at number four. If you have two tanks on the same team that are both scoring within the top five of all of the players in that position, you just have to take a minute and and notice how how great of a fantasy week that is. That doesn't happen very often. So you got to be extremely happy with Dreamer and McGravy, both going over 120 points, both getting it done. The Valiant support players this week were Lastro and Rain. Lastro has been on an absolute tear. I think we talked about him two or three weeks ago. Can't remember how long, but his name has come up a few times for the crazy output that he has had. Lastro this week, 176.43 points. And Rain, 142.23 points. That is even crazier than their tank line because Lastro was the number one support this week. And Rain was the number three support. They have two of them in the top three Lastro, Alarm, Rain. And Alarm is a monster, so it makes sense. And he only scored a point more than Rain. Rain, you know, gets two more Elims, and the Valiant support line is number one and number two from this week. Absolutely wild. I felt that I had to highlight these Valiant players because they just had a crazy week. They had, you know, not only a game that I really enjoyed watching because it was a, ver- a reverse sweep and, and it was a nice close game. And, and you know, honestly, Atlanta played pretty well from, you know, in my opinion, you know, not as well as they wanted to, they didn't get it done, but it was an excellent game and you had to be happy if you have any of these Valiant players. Now, We didn't see KSF again, which is becoming a trend here. We saw KSF a lot at the beginning of the year, and now we see Shaxx coming in and playing a lot more time, and to be quite honest, absolutely crushing it. It's it's hard for for me, you know, from from a fantasy perspective, to want to put KSF back in when Shaxx this week was the number one scorer, period. Um, That covers my clicking heads. There were a few other teams, like I mentioned at the beginning, like the New York Excelsior, the Atlanta Rain, who also scored pretty well, Dallas Fuel, but there were, you know, San Francisco Shock and Philadelphia Fusion. Wow, actually, I forgot to say Fusion at the beginning. Fusion has some really high scores up there, too. Just just their top scores, they had Hisu scoring 162 points, Fury 132 points, and Alarm at 143. So they had one player from each position that are at the tippity top, you know, scoring in the top five of each position. And that is also without seeing Poco and without seeing any Carpe. Um, So it was nice to see some new faces do it there for Philly and still 
have the same success as their teammates. But that covers it for me for clicking heads for right now. I am going to move on to something a little bit more unfortunate. Lucio's Bad Beats. All right, I'm going to jump into some bad beats. Now, just like I did for Clicking Heads this week, for bad beats, instead of focusing in just on specific players, I really want to hone in on some teams. Because, like I said, you look through how these different teams scored you know, with their fantasy points, and you just notice that there are some that are just really scraping. So I'm going to start off with the Soul Dynasty. Now, we kind of you can kind of guess that that they're scoring poorly because they got swept twice. They they have lost they lost six maps last week and I believe that they've lost nine in a row. Their last three matches they've all gotten swept. You know, by by uh, the Shanghai Dragons not on week thirteen, week twelve. Then on week thirteen they got swept by the Guangzhou Charge and the Hangzhou Spark. Both picks that Trustful did not make two of his only. Um, Miss picks from last week. So I'm going to start talking about the Soul Dynasty. We saw this week Fitz, Prophet, Marvel, Gesture, um, Michelle, Bedosin, Toby, and Creative. I'm going to go through and just kind of read off some of these points. And I will tell you the high scorer of the week is Fitz at 35.67 points. You heard that correctly. 35, not 135. 35.67 points is the highest point total from any of the Soul Dynasty. Then we had Profit at 24.48. We had Michelle at 25.47. We had Marvel at 16.78. We had Gesture at 6.93, six single digit. We had Bedosin at 29.36. We had Toby at 25.36. And then Creative at 18.5. It's just absolutely dreadful. There's not too much. I, I don't really want to beat a dead horse by, you know, laying it on them. Um, if I have soul players, which I believe I have profit on, on a league, I'm benching them for now just to be safe. Soul seems to be really not putting their best foot forward. They are struggling right now. I don't know what it is. I hope that they can, they can work work towards, you know, putting a, a product on the screen that we saw more towards the beginning of the year where they were beating up on the Los Angeles teams and, you know, shooting up the power rankings. Um, Seoul this week plays the Shanghai Dragons, and that is it. And I think that the Shanghai Dragons are going to take that because they are trending up and this dynasty is trending down. So if you have got Seoul players and that's the only match, Man, I'm putting them on the bench this week. If if they have a few more bad weeks, I'm cutting them. They're they're it's not getting it done right now. And there are other players from other teams who you can find and plug and play immediately. That's going to help you win matches as opposed to these sole players. So again, you know, no one scoring over 35 points, and everyone there is 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 kind of living in the 20s and the teens. Absolutely not getting it done. The next team I want to talk about actually beat the Seoul Dynasty in one of their matches this week, and that would be the Guangzhou Charge. <clears throat> the Guangzhou Charge only played the one match this week. They only played against the Seoul Dynasty. 
and they beat them three to nothing. Even with that, they did not have a single point score above 54 points, which is still low. You would think, sorry, Shu at 56, but it's right there. 56.55 for Shu, 39.82 for Chara, 47.16 for Rio, 51.38 for Krong, 53.31 for Eileen, and 54.93 for Nero. So there are some there are some guys there that might you might have started. Nero has been playing excellent recently. Nero has been clicking heads, and Nero's been scoring you know in the 100s. And you were hoping that you you might not have played him because you might think that the Soul Dynasty might have come back. But if you did, you were watching like yes, I played the, I made the right call. And then you look you know one stats that comes out like 54 points. You know they they ran through him. And you know what the fact of the matter is they ran through him too quick. And it's actually true of the Hangzhou spark also, which is which I also wanted to include in Bad Beats. Hangzhou did not have anyone score over 69 points. So a little bit higher than Guangzhou, but Adora's 69 there is still not you're not that happy with that. When you when you're ranking it among other DPS players, Adora is coming in at number 21. And that's the highest point total that I have listed so far in this bad beats section. Number 21 of the DPS. If I want to go through at the total, when, when I'm looking through everybody, Adora is ranked 61. The highest person from those three teams, the Hangzhou Spark, the Guangzhou Charge, and the Seoul Dynasty, their highest scorer on the whole league was ranked number 61 overall. That's just not good. It's just not going to get it done. Um, and these teams have, have been producing better than that in the past. So... When it comes to players on the Guangzhou Charge or the Hangzhou Spark, there are a few that I'm definitely not dropping. I'm not dropping Nero. I'm not dropping Shu. I'm not dropping Godsby. I'm not dropping Adora. I'm not dropping uh, BB. But some of those other guys, if there's someone on that waiver wire, like Lip, if Lip is there, you know, make that make that move because Lip is getting it done right now. If there's you know other players from from Philly or from you know San Francisco, you want to take a, a, a shot on, or maybe Sharp is there. Sharp played really well for Atlanta this week. Sharp scored 131 points. You know Sharp is there. You know make that jump. Go for it. Jinmu is there. You know Jinmu scored way more than these other guys. Um, anyone from Dallas is there. You know what though? Florida player. Florida got a really really nice, you know, pretty easy schedule for, for these um, tournament qualifying games. This week they play Vancouver, who has got, you know, an entirely new roster, a total point that I'll touch here at the end. And I think there are other matches against Washington. I think they have Washington, uh, a, a brand new, you know, essentially a contenders team in Vancouver, and then they already beat Boston. So Florida is going to be sitting pretty for when it, for when it comes to seeding in this in this tournament, I do imagine, and I and I believe that the, these players are going to keep you know putting up moderately high fantasy points. They didn't do fantastic this week. Gangnam Jin, their highest at 95, but you'd be more happy with a Florida player than say someone from Houston or Hangzhou or Guangzhou, you know, or or Seoul or, or you know really Toronto and and Washington also. Toronto and Washington didn't really touch on here in Bad Beats. Didn't have a great, didn't have a great game. Didn't have a great week. And honestly, Paris also, except for FD God. FD God scored, actually, except for their their whole support line. FD God is at 101 and Fielder 
wild. Fielder scored 103.7 in his debut with the team and playing not near them and playing on 200 ping. If you watched, if you watched the, if you watched that match, you would have heard the casters talking about that 200 ping over and over and over and over and over again. Um, so we had a, certainly had an interesting week for week 13. Um, Trustful picked seven and three this week for week 13. He he missed out on both Seoul Dynasty. Um, matches where he picked them to win them both and they lost them both. And then his only other loss came with a real close one, maybe match of the week with the Valiant running over his Atlanta reign. That's going to cover it here for our clicking heads and our bad beats. It's time for Trustful's Picks. Yay! Looking forward onto week 14, we have got some exciting matches. We're going to see London come back. We have not seen London play in a few weeks. They were they had to cancel a few matches due to the situation in London. And now the team, which is Korea, which is an all-Korean team, is based in Korea. So they're playing matches against um, the Chengdu Hunters and against the <clears throat> excuse me Guangzhou Charge this week. So they're in that Pacific Division along with the teams in China and the Seoul Dynasty and the New York Excelsior. <clears throat> so I'm going to run down these Week 14 matches, and I'm going to tell you who Trustful is picking for him. He, he texted him to me. He couldn't be here. He apologizes. He misses you all. And here are his picks. You can, you can feel spirit in his picks. Week 14, Shanghai Dragons versus the Seoul Dynasty. Trustful has got the Dragons. The Chengdu Hunters versus the London Spitfire. Trustful has got the Chengdu Hunters. The Guangzhou Charge versus the New York Excelsior. He a little reluctantly takes the New York Excelsior. He thinks that could be a good a good match there, though. He thinks Guangzhou can, if they're playing well, can give him a run for their money. This might be the, the, the toughest match to call this week. The Paris Eternal versus the Los Angeles Gladiators. Truss has gone with the Gladiators, and I've got to agree with him. I think Paris is very strong, and I certainly give them a high chance to come out there and, and get the dub this week. But I think Gladiators are just playing a little bit too cohesive right now for him. The Washington Justice versus the Vancouver Titans is tough. Um, Trustful's taking the Washington Justice just because we don't know what we're going to see from the Vancouver Titans. But that's a tough one to call, too. Next, we have our the Battle of Clandy and Trustful. We've got the Houston Outlaws. Clandy's Houston Outlaws versus Trustful's Atlanta Reign. Trustful's going to take the Houston Outlaws on that one. I'm just kidding. He's taking the Atlanta Reign. Um, the next one we've got is Valiant versus the Boston Uprising. Uh, Trust taking the Valiant there. Next, we've got the Hangzhou Spark versus the Shanghai Dragons. Oh, I misspoke earlier. I said Shanghai only plays one match, I believe. Oh, no, I didn't. I said they had two. I looked through. Seoul only has the one match. Um, anyway, Hangzhou Spark versus the Shanghai Dragons. Trust has got the Shang- Shanghai Dragons there. London versus the Guangzhou Charge. Just like the other Charge match, is this a hard one to call? But Trust is leaning towards the Guangzhou Charge over the London Spitfire. So he's got London going 0-2, which is it's hard to it's hard to pick when a team hasn't when you haven't seen them in a while. But um I could see London you know, I could see London getting both of those too. You know, crazier things have happened for sure. But I do agree that with Trustful's picks on on Chengdu over London and Guangzhou over London, but we'll see. Good matches. Happy to see London back. Next, we got Dallas versus Philly. This has got the mar- the makings for a, a good a good match. You know, Dallas plays everyone pretty tough, but Truss is still going with the favorites on Philly there, and I think he's right. 
Toronto versus San Francisco Shock shouldn't be close. The Shock should 3 0 them, in my opinion, and Charles Fuller agrees. Finally, we have got the Florida Mayhem versus the Vancouver Titans, and Trustful has got Florida, who's playing hot right now, and we have no idea what we are going to see from Vancouver. So out of those teams, in terms of fantasy implications and, and what I'm thinking of, I am looking towards Glister this week. Glister, you know, Trustful and I both think that he's he might not even get a, a, a victory this week. But Glister, if you remember before the break, before they had you know you know slowed things down, Glister was cruising. You know he is the stud from that team. There there may not be anyone else on that London Spitfire team that was absolutely crushing it before we left for that for um, what was going on in London. But Glister was pretty consistently putting up points for you. So Glister is a nice play this week. Um, I like plays from the Washington Justice this week. I like Elevote and I like uh, Carpe. I like Aim God because I think Vancouver Titans are have been a team for you know a few hours at this point, and you know it's certainly not the pedigree of the roster that we saw from them last year as the as the runners runner ups. Um, so I, I think Washington is due for a bounce back. And on the same page, some of these Florida players who have already, like I mentioned, been putting up points, Yaki and BQB and Gargoyle and Gangnam Jim, if they're there on that waiver wire or if you can get them cheap in a trade, go for it. Because this week, for week 14, I think they're going to do, I think they're going to put up points. Um, another match I like, like I said, might be match of the week is Paris versus Gladiators. If you have some of those players, especially the higher caliber of those players, I think you put them in because that could be a game that goes to five five games you know between something that's close same thing with the um san francisco no not san francisco and toronto i would not play toronto players i would not even play kareev um dallas who's dallas dallas is playing philadelphia dallas and philadelphia i think is in terms of fantasy points might have the highest fantasy point output from any of the matches this week just because of what we have been seeing from those two teams and from Dallas's ability to maybe not win against these top level teams, but at least at least get a, you know a map or two and make it interesting. That's those are kind of what I'm thinking for the week. Players I would avoid. I would avoid the players from Soul Dynasty, like I said earlier. I would definitely not pick up these Vancouver players until you give them a week. I don't know if. If you have any Boston players on there, but I wouldn't play them. They I've just not given you any reason. Even Jerry and Myungbong, who are the only two that are even worth a look, in my opinion, have just not even been giving you a, really a chance to 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 want to put them in. Um, but that's kind of it. I'm I want to close. I want to close with our top ten of the week from week thirteen. I'm gonna start with number ten. Sharp, the DPS from Atlanta, 131.52 points. Number nine, Fury, the tank of the Philadelphia Fusion, 132.86 points. Number eight, Jonak of the New York Excelsior, 137.05 points. Number seven, Void, the tank from the Shanghai Dragons, 138.27 points. Number six, Rain, the support from the Los Angeles Valiant, 142.23 points. Alarm, 
Number five from the Philadelphia Fusion, 143.18 points. Trustful, he made the top 10 and aim God didn't. He's not even here to defend himself. Number four, Lip, the DPS from Shanghai Dragons, who I talked about a little bit, 144.71 points. Number three, Hisu, DPS from Philly, 162.35 points. Number two, Lastro from the Valiant, 176.43 points. And finally, number one, Shax, like I mentioned before, the Valiant, 193.17 points. That rounds out our top 10. That rounds out my Clandy's solo queue looking at week 13 and week 14. I can't wait to get back in the in the booth with 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 trust and, and start, you know, getting back to our, our regular thing. Thank you for listening with us today. You might be wondering why I'm not talking about in detail the the whole Vancouver Titans situation. And that is something that I want to have a full discussion with Trustful about, something where we can kind of go back and forth. But what I will say is that if you did happen to miss the news, it's unfortunate. The Vancouver Titans parted ways with their entire roster. So, you know, all the players from Runaway, the the contenders team in Korea that they had moved over together, like Janu and Haxel and Slime and Twilight and Suminsu, um, they're gone. They're free agents right now. I don't I don't know exactly. I don't know the details if they can. I've heard by some players talk about they won't be able to play. Some saying they will. It's up in the air still. And um, even the two players that weren't from Runaway originally, Fisher and, and uh, Ruge Hong, are, are gone too. So a lot of people are feeling sad about it. A lot of people are feeling that a lot of wasted talent there from Vancouver. That is something that we will jump into next week with League Leaks, especially after we get a chance to see the new Vancouver Titans. So this is Clandy signing out. See you soon. Have an excellent weekend. Happy fantasy overwatching, baby. For hanging with me today. If you enjoyed what you heard, please send us an email at the neighborhood overwatchers at gmail.com. Find us on Instagram at neighborhood overwatchers. Thanks for listening in and see you again next week.